welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Welcome, everybody. Good morning. For those of you listening live on Clubhouse, really, really glad that you're here, and a good day to whomever has taken a moment to listen to Breakfast with Champions 
on the podcast that is available for you wherever you download your podcast from. If you'd like to learn a bit more about the programming, segments, upcoming events, or any other goings on with Breakfast with Champions, you need to check out the website at breakfastwithchampions.live. Once again, my name is Brad Caldwell. I'm the CEO of Spark Business Strategies in Wilmington, North Carolina, where we run branding and marketing for businesses across home services, sports, medicine, software, design, and development, and a a wide range of other companies and brands across the United States. We even get the rollout in a couple other countries. I also consult business leaders and speak around the country about team building, mindset, authenticity, and other things. Today, if there's a segment title, it's In the War on Mediocrity, How to Avoid Mediocre Branding. And here's why we're discussing it. See, I put my link. I've never done that. I've never put my own website at the top of Breakfast with Champions. Glenn is super gracious to all the hosts and says, you got a thing going on, post it. You got somewhere you're going to be, tell people. You got something on your heart that is going to make business people's lives better, or you can help people where they're at in their personal lives. Shout it out from the rooftops. Pin your link. I've never done it. But a few weeks ago, Glenn did it. He posted the link to my website. I didn't even know it. I had already started the segment. And then I got a message from my web developer on Saturday morning saying his phone was going crazy. What's happening on Spark's website? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I happened to just look at the screen and saw that Glenn had pinned it and dozens. Like, Glenn, this isn't a joke, man. It's probably 150 emails now. Golly, I just said that, and I got a notification about an email. Thank you. Um, But 150 emails in two and a half weeks from people in this room or listening on the podcast asking questions about the branding and marketing of their own businesses. And that's incredible. It's It's been awesome for me. And what you learned very quickly, if you sent that email, is that one, I don't respond to every single one of them because some of you are very kind and sent like notes of encouragement, which is wonderful. My staff doesn't send me all of those because my head's big enough. Um, you sent like a hi. Well, I didn't I didn't get that one either. I did get notified about it. Um, and then if you sent any kind of a question, any kind of a I need help with, I'm looking for any of that. That came directly to me. And you got an email response from me. If you haven't gotten an email response from me, check your junk mail because it's in there. I promise. I promise. You got an email that starts with Brad at, and that's me. Um, But if you have been following along for any length of time, I've been able to be a host on this Breakfast with Champions stage uh, since before we had a podcast. Um, I remember when the podcast rolled out and we were like, hey, look, there's episode eight. I think my first episode was like episode 30. Um, Now we have a lot more than 30 episodes. But if you've been around, I'm a fairly straight shooter. I do deeply care about your triggers and your sensitivities in in the professional world. I don't really speak about personal things very often, Um, at least not your personal things. I'll write out all of mine. But I don't care so much about your business triggers and sensitivities to change my delivery and communication style. So if you ask me a question, I'm going to give you an answer. I'll try to be courteous, but I will definitely be truthful. 
or at least what I think my version of that truth is. And so you, my wonderful friends, have asked so many questions. You've emailed my company, my team, you've DM'd me, you found my cell phone, called and texted me. Thank you for helping me know to get that off the website. Um, and you've done one of two things. You hear me, believe me, and buy me. That's one. You hear me, you believe me, you buy me. Or you hear me, believe me, and you don't buy me. That's the other one. Now, I'm a, we're going to lay it out all on the table, guys. I've been on, on this app for 13 months now. I'm not an early adopter. I, don't, I didn't get the balloon in November. I'm not one of those. And even when I came on the app, I was quiet and kept to myself and listened. Mostly went into marketing rooms to hear people who were smarter than me talk about what it is that I do for a living. And I got that. I enjoyed that. And in that process, got to meet people like Glenn. Got to earn the right to be heard. And, and now I get to be one of the people I hope is being smart and talking to you about marketing and business and things like that. So if you, if you have heard me and you've bought from me, I can very candidly say this app has made me, if you're listening on Clubhouse, that app has made me six figures in a year. All in branding and marketing, not in some new business venture. I'm not an angel investor. I'm, I'm a, my company's doing good. I ain't doing that good. I'm not one of those clubhouse people who have millions and millions of dollars, or at least say that I do. But if you're, if you're here and you're a client, I don't have a lot to explain to you. You get me. You get my team. If I said, Zach, you know what Zach does for you. If I said, Tracy, you know what Tracy does for you. You know, you, you know my team, you know our strategies and you know our systems. But if you've heard me reached out and haven't joined the Spark Client Pool, then you probably gave me an objection to joining up. I emailed you back, you emailed me and told me why you couldn't be a part. And if we're just talking amongst family members today, and that's what this breakfast table is for, more than nine times out of 10, the objection was money. And I'm going to tell you why. It's a me problem, not a you problem. The reason you said no was money, and that's on me, not on you. Because we're not cheap. Unashamedly, my company executes at a high level. I have hired friends, but they're high-level friends. I've hired some strangers. They're high-level strangers. Now we're all friends, because I don't really like spending time with people who suck. So I spend a ton of time in any of the businesses that I'm now a part of with wonderful people. Golly, at a, I'm, I'm, I'm an owner and the CEO of an apparel company and our executive team met at a restaurant. And at hour number three, we all had to remember, oh yeah, it's an executive team meeting. We need to actually do something. I love being surrounded by two things, excellence and good people. Good people are good for free but excellence has high value. And so it is expensive and we're high value. We work at a high level. We charge like we are high level in our three year history. We've seen clients double their revenue, scale up multiple times, develop training platforms where they didn't even have a website. When we got there, increase internal communications and reach audiences all around the world. We are very comfortable being high value. We don't apologize. So yes, we're expensive. You're right. I know. 
Of course, some of you have other objections. And again, just being a straight shooter, and it's all kinds of nonsense. Like your nephew has a marketing degree or wants one day to be a graphic designer, so they made your logo. Or you bought a course on some component of marketing like funnels or emails or finding your way to get funded or finding your why or, or, or the age old, you could find it cheaper somewhere else. And if you've noticed, if I think your excuses are nonsense, I try very politely to encourage you to just go do you. Good luck. I sincerely hope you kill it without spark, but I do want you to win. Because spark started with $300. We don't talk about the origin of spark very much. I had to be convinced to do this company. I did not think I had the leadership capacity, the vision, um, or the nuance in my industry to solve a problem other people weren't solving. And I think far too often we start companies because we don't want to work for somebody, not because we have a passion to solve a problem uniquely. And I didn't want to be one of those people. I didn't want to be the church plant in the middle school cafeteria. I'm from the South. If that's not something where you're from, it's very popular here. That simply exists because I don't want somebody to tell me how to run a church. I didn't want to be the startup that flames out because I have absolutely no reason to have done a startup except I got tired of the nine to five. I didn't want that. I didn't want to be that guy. So I committed to my wife that I wasn't going to take any money from our family to support my company. So I saved $300. If you've ever LLC'd a company, it cost me 150 roughly, in North Carolina. So half our budget went there. I bought a domain for $14 and six hours later had a website. I built it. It's the worst website in our company because it's the only one I build. <laughs> I'm not a website developer. Again, his name's Zach. So I see the broke, anxious, doubtful entrepreneur. I get it and I see you. I know far too many stories of failed business dreams. I know that 80% of new business endeavors fail inside of three to five years. My company is only three. Don't think just because we're good today. I think we're in the clear. I don't believe that. And I'm not a financial coach. I am not a startup strategist or some super successful serial entrepreneur who's going to give you the roadmap to how I got here. I am still walking through the first turn. When I got to Clubhouse, I had a single business. No one knew. Here, 13 months later, I own three companies and sit on a couple boards and have had the opportunity to speak around the country. I'm still new to the game. But I do know that good branding for a startup should cost somewhere between five to $10,000. And this morning you woke up with $42 in the bank account. But you know you need help. You want to send that email to me, but you know I'm going to respond and tell you what it costs because I'm going to shoot you straight and you can't afford it. And you know it and I know it. And we're both frustrated because I know you need it and you know you need it and I got it. It's frustrating. So why not just give away the formula today? Yeah, just 
let's pretend you said, Brad, I've got five grand. Blank check it. Brand my company. And you just gave it to me. So if you're new to business or struggling in business or constantly complaining internally about the tension between your incredible deliverables and how many people just don't know who you are, where you're at, or how you can serve them. In this war on mediocrity today, we are discussing how to avoid mediocre branding. And I'm going to give you the four things we do with every client. All marketing is sales, not all sales is marketing. All, all business leaders are salespeople, even if some of us aren't good at it. And there is a back end sly, sleight of the hand movement in me giving you the sauce. Because if you have a grandparent who could cook, you know, mine was granny. You could get granny's collard green recipe and still never replicate granny's collard green recipe. So there's a sly step in the CEO giving you the four things we do with every business. I'm not dumb. I'm going to give you the four things we do to develop brands, rebuild brands, flip brands, bring them back to life or help brands scale. I'm going to give you the four things we always do. You'll have heard of some of them. I'm going to help you reframe how you think about them. I'm not going to tell you anything brand new. It's a four step recipe. And if we're being honest, my company exists because people can't make it even when they know the recipe. That's bold, right? We got three years of proof. So wherever your business is at, wherever it is that you are, if you're not positioning your brand correctly in the marketplace, you aren't making the money you should be making. You're leaving money on the table. Here are the four things we analyze in every brand we build, rebuild, update, or market. And the very first one is heart. And I'm not rewriting any of this to make it sound better for all of you. Every member of my team knows this. The very first thing we look at is heart. What is the heart of a brand? This is not an exploration into the heart of the process or the heart of the work. If you build cars, sell cars, or make dash cameras for cars and everything in between, I don't care how it gets made. I'm not asking about the inner workings. We want the heart of the brand. And so many of us, like almost all of us stutter here. We sell, we create, and then five years in, someone gives us a clever leadership book. And now we're talking about our why. But a heart transplant surgery is really difficult because of what the heart was busy doing when the business was starting. And now you're trying to give it a new heart. And that's just hard. Oh my, why? And you've got 12 points in a poem now, but you didn't when you were starting. 
And so one of the first things we do is we scrub any of the nonsense. If your business is five years old, I don't want to hear about any book you've read in the last five years. I don't care. I want the origin story. I want to know what compelled you to that garage to make that sauce. I want to hear about your grandmother and her recipe. I want to hear about how many times you painstakingly tried to figure out literally how to make that spaghetti sauce so you could bottle it. I want to hear about every additive you played with so that it could be shelf safe and still not lose the flavor of grandma's sauce. I want to hear the pain of that day, not the first time you read a Seth Godin book. Because those, but those are fuel additives for a car that's already running. I'm asking you about the very first time you heard a pulse in what is now your business. Because branding is reputation. And if you've changed the heart and the mission of your business, then it didn't have one to begin with. I bring up the brand that is Breakfast with Champions often because I think the greatest challenge that Glenn has is one he's created for himself. The heart, the very heart of Breakfast with Champions. It's, it's actually the very heart of Rise and Grind. It's probably the very heart of a lot of what he started in his automotive coaching, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't created at the very first day he started coaching people in automotive sales. It was born in that season. So when he goes back to the origin story of why, do, why is rising so important to you? Why do you think that if people could change the way they start their day, it would make a massive impact on themselves, on their loved ones and the people they're around? Why do you believe that? Why have I heard you say that more than 365 times now? And why has he said it every single time? Because it's right at the pulse of a show I watched on Facebook and then a show I became a part of on Clubhouse. Different ethos is different products. Rising Grind is not, was not Breakfast with Champions. So when Breakfast with Champions developed a brilliant metaphor, a fantastic metaphor in marketing, everybody has a seat at the, welcome to the biggest breakfast table in the world. You have a seat here. You have access to leaders, brilliant people, talk show hosts, athletes, hall of famers, people who have made huge impacts, people who will make huge impacts. You want to find somebody in a minority group that you can look up to and admire. They are at the breakfast table, at the breakfast table. You want to be inspired by women leading in this country and in like a dozen other ones, you will find them at the breakfast table. You want uniqueness here. You want a bunch of people all rowing in the same direction here, the breakfast table. But why? It's because Glenn truly believes all the way back to the very heart of why Rise and Grind started. 
And so when something kind of, when the tail starts to wag the dog a little bit and Breakfast with Champions gets out in front of itself, you don't put the cart before the horse, right? And when the cart starts to creep around the horse, that tension for Glenn is always, okay, we're moving really, 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 really fast. Is this still within the heartbeat of the brand? And if the answer is yes, we're going to ride it and see what happens with a cartless horse. But if it doesn't, somebody's grabbing that cart and putting it back in its correct position. Every time for, I don't know, eight months now. Since I've been in a back chat. What about your business? What about your brand? When you have a bad week in sales, what do you fall back to? What do you lean back on? I cannot in good faith as a man who does genuinely deeply love my wife of almost 15 years. Every time we have a bad day or someone tells me no, or that thing that I know works isn't working today for that client. I desperately want to serve. I cannot lean on my wife. She cannot be the heart of my company. I cannot be the heart of my company because I will fail. But I can tell you where it all started. I worked for a marketing agency that did five things very well. Hired me on to be a strategist. And I listened to a grocery store owner was wonderful, golly, wonderful guy. Probably just a few years younger than my dad. And then his son was always in our meetings and his son, also an adult, just a few years younger than me, I'm 41. So he's like in his mid thirties. And they have so many dreams for this business that is a multi-million dollar business. And they keep hitting a ceiling. And the reason I can't tell them what they need to do is because it's not services our agency offers. And that's when I started to get a real solid pebble in my shoe about marketing practices. I started to get real frustrated with my industry. I started to get real frustrated with people who sell tactics without helping people figure out why they need them in the first place. So I started my own thing. I started my own thing because I think deep down, if I can teach you about your own brand, we can multiply your joy and your revenue simultaneously every time without fail. And the first step in that is the heart. If you are selling cars or real estate. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Date today, and you want to discuss.
we want to discover how you got there. Did your mom and dad do it before you? Or did you inherit the company? Or was your first job when you were 12 mopping the floors? Has it always been a passion or does it remind you of your grandmother? We want to know. We want to know because from it, we will develop your mission. We will develop your vision. We will help you goal set. Because I can't do that if I don't know where we're standing. Goal setting without sure footing is wishing, not goal setting. True goal setting requires two things, knowing where you stand and knowing where you want to go. And in that order. Stand the heart so I can determine where you stand. Second, art. Yeah, it's branding. We got to get to art. Logos, colors, tone of voice, fonts, website designs, and all of that good business. And I enjoy that. If you follow me on social media, I think it's currently in my story on Instagram and on Facebook, like my personal one. I think that's true. Because a client got a banner, you know, one of those retractable banners, the big tall ones. It's, I say tall. If you're like six and a half feet tall, maybe it's average. I'm not. So I think it's really, really tall. And it's beautiful. It's fun. And I actually designed that one myself. And they were just super happy with it. And for a couple of moments, I was like, man, I forget I design stuff sometimes. I don't do it a lot because as we've grown, it's not the best use of my time. And quite frankly, as we were discussing money, I'm too expensive. So I would rather save my client the money and let someone else design it and me just approve it. Approval is more cost effective than my, me designing it. But this one, they were in a pinch, and so I designed it and sent it to them so you can check out that story. Or you can, uh, I want to say Patriot Roofer, um, check it out. It's a roofing company here in, in Wilmington where I live. And it's just a banner. But they tagged us, and the number of clients who reached out were like, Brad, you do design? because I'll spend two years on your heart and not 20 minutes on your logo. Because for those of you who've heard me pick on it, what was it, two weeks ago, we talked about mediocre marketing and the very first one we attacked was mirror marketing. That's the kind of marketing where you're marketing everything to an avatar that is you. Your ideal client persona is you. You have marketed your entire business to you for no reason other than we do what we like. Imagine you've started a business and are marketing it like a person who just got their first apartment. So if you're on a ramen noodle budget, but you don't like the beef ramen noodles. You just have the chicken and the shrimp. We all know, if you don't know ramen noodles, we didn't have the same upbringing and I don't, I don't we might not be able to be friends. So, so your house is filled with things you like and that's okay because it's your house. Until you ask anybody else to live in it with you. I had my own apartment all by myself. 2005, I moved to Ohio, got my own place, my own furniture, met a girl 
she wouldn't leave. She just kept showing up. She came to where I work. She came to where I hung out. She got to know my friends, got to know my family, stayed around long enough to become my fiance. And then a few short months later, because once I found her, good Lord, let's please God marry me. She became my wife. 15 years later, we have three kids. She's downstairs. She just got off work from the hospital. I can hear my wife and kids downstairs. But y'all know what happened in the first two months after we got married, right? The furniture started to move. And then the furniture started to disappear. Because I had made the same mistake. It's okay to do it when you're a bachelor. When you build your whole life around nothing but things you like and habits that make you comfortable. But in business, it's a mistake. And so if your logos and colors and fonts and tone of voice and your website are all based off of aesthetics that you appreciate but aren't tied into any kind of analysis, my friend, I'm just going to shoot you straight. Your art is wrong. It's wrong. If you haven't at least dabbled in color theory or where people's eyes are drawn when they look at a business card or a website and how being left-handed changes the way you look at a print document, a rack card for your company. If you haven't looked at the competition to see what colors they all use. If you haven't checked to see what kind of fonts develop better in print and don't. If you don't even know whether or not you have the same fonts. Art is important, but art is only important so long as it represents your ability to deliver and the very heartbeat of your brand. If you just ready, fire, aimed a logo, I could probably spot it in seconds, especially after you tell me what you do and they're not connected. Well, we just had to have something up there really quick. (laughs) No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Here's the truth about business. We had to. It's almost always a lie the devil popped his head out of hell and told. No. You don't have to. You can get good at perfecting the thing you're working on and tell people your name. And just let Tom's New Roman be your logo for a minute. We'll get you a good one. So if you want to avoid mediocre branding, make sure you know the heart. Be intentional about the art. Because number three is so important. And that's the expression. How do you say what you do? This is the point in all of our meetings with clients where we frustrate our clients so much because finding out how a business expresses itself and then helping them figure out how they need to express themselves is a process of refinement. Y'all know refinement? You want to get to a precious metal, you pull a chunk of things out of the ground and then you scrub it and clean it until you can get as much of the debris off as you can. That's a step in refinement. And then you pressure, you pressure, you pressure, you pressure to get as many more loose impediments off as you can. That's refinement. But then you apply heat and pressure. 
and you separate the less valuable from the valuable until you get to the gold. And then you let the less valuable things just burn away. And you pull the gold out because the gold's all you're looking for. That's refinement. And that's what we do when we're trying to help a business determine how it expresses itself. Because if you notice, when I said, what's your heart? I didn't say, what's your slogan? I said, what's your mission? I spent five years working at Chick-fil-A. And unless you work there or really did some fact finding, you don't know the mission statement of Chick-fil-A, but I do because you don't work there without hearing it. Now they don't care that I can repeat it word for word. They care that I can live it because it's their heartbeat. But when it comes to expressions, I know why Chick-fil-A says my pleasure. And it's not because it's sweet. It's not because it's unique. That's not the story. But it's become an expression of Chick-fil-A exclusively because Chick-fil-A ripped it off from another company. Yep. The owner of Chick-fil-A, the founder of Chick-fil-A, Truett Cathy, was at a Ritz-Carlton hotel. handed his bags to the bellhop, the concierge, whatever they were called back then. This was obviously decades ago. Young man took him up to his room. Mr. Kathy said, thank you. And the young man said, my pleasure. Got his tip and he went on his way. And it was the sincerity with which he spoke it. It was the fact that Truett Kathy had never heard it, but when he heard it, he believed it actually was that guy's pleasure. It wasn't just a throwaway, you're welcome. Oh, you're welcome. No one ever says, ah, my pleasure. You don't do that. It's almost impossible. I said it professionally for five years. I still say it. And I haven't worked there in six years. Because expression reveals heart. Expression reveals heart how you say what you do goes farther than what you do how you say what you do goes farther than what you do if you have a single employee and you haven't trained them in the expressions of your business someone's telling something about your brand that you didn't write And branding is reputation. So if there's someone on my team that doesn't know how we talk about what we do, then they are going to answer the question. And close to right is still wrong. This isn't horseshoes. This is business. Close enough is not close enough. So when it comes time to express the authenticity of Spark Business Strategies, you had better be right. And it's on me to make sure you are. Because I'm not the head of design. I am not the head of sales. I am not the head of digital marketing. I'm the CEO of this company 
And long before that mattered to anybody, if it matters to anybody today, way longer ago when no one cared that I was the CEO, before I even gave myself the title, we had an expression for how we were gonna serve people. We fundamentally believe that if you can do it with excellence, we can share it with excellence. If you do it with excellence, we can share it with excellence. And that's our mission. You won't find it on any walls. But that's the standard. And from it, that's how we talk. Because you're an expert and we're trying to make you louder. Now that is written on the walls. Step one, when Debbie calls, she's the expert in her field. Marketing agency calls us and that's happened. We rebranded a marketing agency. Okay, that one's tricky because we have to remember they're the expert. But anything else, it's real easy because our job's to make them louder. And the key way to do that is the refinement of expression. And then we get to execution. So heart, art, expression, execution. And for a lot of you, you were like, God, thank God he got to execution because that's the only one we've done. Because this is where we all rush and run to. We run to execution and we spend a lot of money trying to bend bullets. Oh, we bought that funneling system and now you can get a text message from us, an email from us, but it never actually says anything that's deeply personal or impactful about a brand. We bought lead generating software and CRMs and we get names and all that, but we don't know what to say when someone calls us on the phone. We've spent a ton of money, man. I wish we could do a raise of hands, but I, it's always crazy when people click buttons on, on this app. How many of you have bought something because either it was such a good deal or someone convinced you that you needed to have it and you either have never used it or you immediately got rid of it because it was not what they said it was. Right? It's, it's so freaking frustrating because you bought digital marketing without anyone ever telling you what those two words together means. And a lot of people in digital marketing, they don't know either. They don't know. They call themselves digital marketing because they work at a computer. They say they're in digital marketing because they're on the internet. I don't know. They say they're in digital marketing because they got fingers and we sometimes we call those digits. I don't know. There's enough bad marketing in the world where I can tell you with great certainty, a lot of people in the digital marketing space have no freaking clue what digital marketing is. And there's a lot of people in the branding space who are going to design your logo and send you on your merry way. And that's not branding, that's graphic design. And I am passionate about the difference 
you will find if you follow me long enough, there are honest to God, there's like four people on this app on clubhouse who I say without any provocation, that person's in branding, that person's in marketing. I think they're brilliant. I don't know the price points. I don't know how they structure their company. I don't care. I've heard them talk and I know what I know what they're talking about. And I believe in them. The rest of the time I just keep my mouth closed because you know, if you can't say nothing nice, I'm from the South. Sometimes I can keep my mouth shut. But as we're rushing to the execution of our marketing, we're we're buying click funnels for websites that can't close, or we're buying websites for a message we haven't developed, or we have a purple logo without any understanding of whether or not we need a purple logo. We just happen to like the color purple, and that's what we typed in at Fiverr. Guys, we can't bend bullets. No one bends bullets. So if you are doing the ready, fire, aim approach to marketing, you have rushed to marketing execution, you are letting someone who doesn't know your brand determine how other people see your brand, how people read your brand, how people hear your brand, how people inevitably believe about your brand, and they're wrong. They're wrong. Don't let someone tell you what your brand is. That's not what we do at Spark. We will fight you or fight with you to get to where your brand is revealed. Now we'll do that, but it's your brand. So guys, what I really want, what I really, really want to hone in on for you is that you can sit down at the table at your own table. Yes, this table, but you can sit down at your own table and work to determine the heart of your brand. You can sit down and from an understanding of the heart of your brand, hone in on some real clarity about the art and the design aesthetics of your brand. You can do that. And a lot of you have walked alone in business. A lot of you have walked alone in life at some season. You know about refinement in isolation. And if you are a business owner, like Brad, I can't afford you. I hear you about expression. How do I do it on my own? You keep saying it until it doesn't hurt and it always rings true. That's how you get to the expression of your brand. So you can work on your heart. Now, it's a lot harder to do heart surgery on yourself than it is on another person. I'm a whole lot better at telling you what you need in your brand than listening to me talk right now and think about my own branding. But I can do it, and so can you. And there are plenty of things you can do on your own as it relates to your art. And there are plenty of things that you can do to refine your messaging so that the truth about your excellence and your expertise shines loudest, longest, and brightest. And then 
you can start paying people. Execution. But if I could give you a plea, yes, of course I want your, you as my client, but I recognize that you're telling me the truth when you say, I can't afford it, Brad. I mean, I'm not even close to affording it. I'm worried about feeding the kids this week, not whether or not you can brand my company. You're over here with four and five figure contracts and I'm over here with double digit bank account. I can't afford you. This is me giving it away. Heart, art, expression, execution. We've got about nine minutes, my friends. You guys feel free to dive in, ask a question, throw a thought out, whatever it is that you want. Of course, if you have follow-up questions, you're welcome to message me in all the different ways. Anybody got any thoughts? Brad Caldwell, Justin Conico, how you doing, brother? Hey, brother, what's going on? I just want to anchor everything that you said, right? In the commercial real estate side of things, we rep some of the largest digital agencies out there. And just through the years of being in that business, I DM'd you. Like, I see companies pulling the wool over people's eyes in terms of just selling them something that isn't real, right? Building them a website and then ghosting them, building them a platform, but not really understanding how to make the sauce. And I think what you're doing is one of my favorite things. You're being a sheepdog, right? You're protecting people from the wolves out there that use ROIs and these hooks and, and they use these funnels to convince people that they need to spend money where they don't need to when they don't even understand their voice. So honestly, dude, one of the most powerful segments I think I've heard on the application and keep being a sheepdog. I appreciate you. Oh man, that's a quality comment. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, what else? Anybody? Brad, this is Monica. You know, I love you so much. Hey, um, Monica. <laughs> I love, love, love how you broke down heart, art, expression, execution. I mean, what a stinking little touchstone to carry with you as a business person when you're wavering or when you're unsure and you can go back and use those things as a filter. Um, you know, we did a, I did a, a zoom the other night and we were talking about core values and we were talking about using your core values as a filter for your decisions. And you can use what you just said, the heart, the art, the expression and the execution as a filter for your actions, activities, and energy expenditures um, in your business. And I loved it. Thank you so much for being so clear. You're awesome. Gosh, I appreciate you, Monica. Thank you very much. And thank you for your gosh, continued um, superpower to restate what I've just said in a way I, I hadn't thought of it yet. It makes me wish I'd said it that way. It's good. Um, thank you. Uh, anybody else? We've got about seven minutes to go before we drop it off to uh, the linebacker of Clubhouse, Barbara Majeski. Brad, this is Jeannie, and I just wanted to say the same thing. The heart and the art really got me in my heart um, because so many people just glide over and make something flashy, but starting with the heart and really uh, you said something that you've got to make sure that when you see that logo, if it's your business, that it really resonates. Um, yeah. I'm paraphrasing badly, but you got to the heart of the matter. So thanks for sharing. And I'm with Monica on the, you, you were so clear in the steps. So thank you for sharing. I'll pass the mic. Uh, thank you very much, Jeannie. Yeah, I love the word resonate. Like applied correctly, the word resonate is so good. Actually, I see her here on the stage. It's something that Amelia Antonetti is really good at looking for in people. Um, just when she's just walking around, she's looking for people she resonates with. And it's not just, I like you. It's like, 
I'm on the melody, you're on the harmony or vice versa. It's not even important. So, so yeah, res resonating is such, such a good word. Um, thank you. Thank you, Jeannie. It's nice to meet you. Uh, anybody else got anything? Good morning, Brad. This is Dr. O, the Metzbar professor. Thank you so much for such a very heartfelt session. The part that resonated highest with me was when you talked about as a business owner, when you meet them, you want to know the struggles that they had to overcome that made them want to build that business. Um, a lot of us tend to, well, not a lot of us, but a lot of people tend to forget about those really difficult problems that we were trying to solve in the beginning. Once we get all the bells and whistles, and I think it's very good that you're helping us to go back to that place because being able to stay in that place allows you to stay authentic and realistic to the vision of your brand. And it allows you to effectively communicate when you train your staff and when you bring people on, they need to know how you started and why you started and how this is going to go. Because if they come at you at the stage where things are already set up and they believe, okay, this is just a structure and a systems business, they really are not able to effectively not only communicate to the customers that you're serving, but they're not able to share your message and the heart of it the way you would want them to. So thank you so much for sharing that. My name is Dr. O and I use my mic. Yes, thank you, Dr. O. Excellent as always. Always good to hear from you. Uh, four minutes, guys. I can always give it over. Um, this is Sharon. I wanted to tell you what popped with me. What yes, popped with me when you talked about the fact that people buy products and they don't want and don't know what they are or why they bought them. And by the time they get to you, you have to deprogram them away from that and really say to them, I'm here to help you. And it's just a honor and a pleasure just to be with you in this space with you because you see that all these products you bought you have no clue to what to do with them so let's us try to deprogram and say that's a past experience but today just today it is an honor and a pleasure for me to sit with you because i know that you are authentic because you say i need help because what I bought before didn't help me. And this is Sharon, and I have landed this plane on you today, Brad, because you brought that home and made that pop for so many people that's right now, the bought products and trying to figure out what they need to do. Don't do that. It's an honor and a pleasure. It's what you need to be telling people when you're trying to help them. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Sharon. Yeah, my, my dad says uh, when it comes to buying tools, um, never ever be all hammers and no walls if the tools you have aren't building something sell them back uh, return the tools get your money back don't don't be all hammers and no walls um we're trying to build something here not just have a tool collection um all right guys we've got a couple minutes left maybe one more brad, hey, brad helen from scotland may i pop in and just very quickly say you started with heart today you showed us your heart you shared your heart with us and I really would like to thank you very much from the bottom of my heart to yours. That was an absolutely awesome share. And um, from somebody who's been 20 years in their own business, I have learned so much this morning. So thank you very, very much. Mm, thank you very much, Helen. And I'll be honest, if there's a voice that could rem just slightly be better than Scotland, I'll, we'll go ahead and wrap the segment on the just killer voice of TM Hyman. My man, I saw you on mic. Pop in. 
Hey, man, listen, th- this is such a dynamic uh, segment, just as uh, everyone has stated. But when you talk about selling stuff back, OMG, I got so much stuff, I'll start to say another word, that I'd like to sell back, Brad, th- just thank you for raising our awareness, our, our consciousness. <laughs> Glenn, oh my you, God. I like to sell all that shit back, Glenn. I like to sell it back. Listen. Hey, Go Brad, ahead, TM. We love you, man. Appreciate you. Valuable shit. <laughs> TM, first, first, like, like the table is rated like G. And then Glenn just knows, like, but Brad's gonna have like a, a brief moment where I have like a small stroke and I'm gonna swear at least once every hour. And <laughs> and I, I don't think I did it today. So thank you for helping me stick with my average. Um, I appreciate Glad you. Glad to help, man. Uh, Glad to help. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's rated P, PG, PG plus. It's a PG oh. plus room. Let's call it that, I, PG plus. I apologize. It's like, that rating is all my fault, my bad. Um, all right. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.